In a world where women continue to break through glass ceilings, shatter stereotypes and redefine success, there are so many stories just waiting to be heard. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Katie Williams, and in each episode, we'll sit down together with inspiring female entrepreneurs from diverse industries, backgrounds and stages of their journey. We'll explore the lessons they've learned, the obstacles they've overcome and the advice they have for those who might be ready to take a leap of their own. I cannot wait to dive into the day-to-day realities of running a business, often while juggling other roles like being a mum or working multiple jobs. You can expect honest conversations, valuable advice and a whole lot of inspiration. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Biz Society, the podcast. I'm Katie and today I am joined by the lovely Lindsay. Would you like to start by telling us a bit about yourself and your business? Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank Hi. you for having me. <laughs> um, so I'm Lindsay. I own uh, Reach Online Tutoring, which is a maths tuition business for um, six to 18 year olds. I am a former teacher. I was a teacher and a deputy head and I was teaching in primary schools for um, 21 years. And then I left, um, I'm now starting in my third full year. So I left in 20, whatever that was, 21, 21. Uh, Yes, 20, July 21. Um, And started my business. Yeah. Done it full time since then. That's, that's, um, I was going to say that's all that I do, but obviously there's quite a lot involved in it. (laughs) So what made you transition? What made you leave? the school and you know go into it yourself well it wasn't really planned I always say it was sort of decided for me because I never I loved teaching I loved it for a really really long time um but then I got ill I burnt out um so I started um the new term and was shattered I remember being absolutely exhausted and thinking oh you know it's only the start of the year and I already feel like it's the end of the year and so it was about September October time and one morning I just couldn't get out of bed and I my it it wasn't that my body wasn't working my my brain wasn't allowing my body to work it was it was the most strange it was the strangest sensation I've never had anything like that before and never since but it was almost like my brain had shut down and Mm. it couldn't tell my body what to do to get up (laughs) So I knew that I needed to get up and go to work and I was working full time. Um, I got, I've got twins. Um, So they were, they were, they must've been about 10 at the time and year six, I think they maybe were. And yeah, I just burnt out. I just, um, the stress and the pressure of the job, um, I just obviously taken its toll over, over quite a few years. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. Um, yeah. but I didn't see it coming it was it was really interesting looking back now that I'm through it and the other side and come out but I didn't see it coming at all nobody saw it coming like work family or, or anything so it was quite a shock really to sort of go through that but I knew that if I got to that point then I had to leave I couldn't I couldn't carry on so what I basically did was I um I but I had a couple of weeks off sick and spoke. I spoke to a counsellor, I spoke to the doctor um, and realised that I'd burnt out. And 
I gave up all of my responsibility. So I, I sort of gave away my deputy head post, if you like, and I reduced my days down to three days a week. And I went back into class because I wasn't I wasn't a class based deputy head. I was out of class. Um, but it was only a temporary thing. It wasn't enough to sort of recover. And I knew that I was leaving, but I, I wanted to stay till the end of the school year. So that was my way of managing it till the end of the school year. Um, yeah. So I needed another job <laughs> because oh, wow. it wasn't planned and it wasn't prepared for. Um, so I spent, because I, I had a bit of time, I spent the first couple of terms looking around for things and I just couldn't find anything that I really wanted to do as much as I'd love teaching. Um, and my sister-in-law said to me, actually, why don't you do some tutoring? And I said, I just don't, I just need to leave education. I, I've, you know, it's, I, I just need a break from it. And I looked into it a bit more and decided that that was the only thing that I thought I probably wanted to do. And I'd give it a go. And I just loved it. I loved it straight away because it was the nicest bit of the job <laughs> that yeah, I left. The actual uh, teaching. The actual teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got to teach and I got to have this develop these really lovely relationships one to one that you don't get the time to do in school or, you know, really small groups and develop that relationship with children and just see them move forward and develop and their confidence develop and it was so rewarding um and I got to do it how I knew or how I think is the best way to do it so yeah it was just it was just great I didn't look back as soon as I started I didn't think of doing anything else then I just so that was a long version sorry <laughs> no not at all no that's absolutely amazing so you've been going so 20 20- <laughs> So you left so in I, 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 yeah, I st- So I started in April 21. So I, I started alongside the last term of teaching because I knew okay. that um, I was leaving. So I started to tutor on the two nights that I wasn't in school and then started full time in September. And it just grew really quickly. Um, and I just got full really quickly. Um, at the time, it didn't feel that quick because it yeah. was I'd gone from having an, a salary to not, and it was a bit oh. But looking back, you know, it was it was a term really. It was it wasn't much more than a term. So it all happened happened pretty quickly, and and yeah, I was I was full, so it was great. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you have you faced any setbacks along the way? Yeah, lots. <laughs> um nothing that's been like a big oh crikey you know this is going to stop my business or um make me seriously consider what I was doing but just lots of I mean the the learning curve was huge I'd worked in the public sector for over 20 years and it was so different from I'd never been self-employed before um so running my own business was and doing it all myself and and knowing how to do everything was was a massive learning curve really huge so I just had a lot to learn and um you know I just didn't I I didn't know how to do most things I had to learn everything so I had to learn you know all about accounts and tax and um the legalities of um tutoring and 
Zoom and marketing and emails and finding, you know, an audience going on Facebook. I'd never been on Facebook because I was a teacher. I hid off, off Facebook. I didn't yeah. want to sort of have my public, my, my private life public. I would never been on Instagram. So social media was brand new. And I had to go from being a teacher and it all being about what I was doing for the children in the school to sharing what I did and it felt really personal it was quite it was quite hard actually that first 12 months sharing on social media to to get the it is, it's a learning curve it. isn't it yeah yeah so so lots of things you know I I didn't know how to do all the tech I needed to do um so I suppose not setbacks but challenges lots of yeah. challenges and you just do the next thing and the next thing and learn how to do it or get somebody to help you <laughs> I like I like that one more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd wish you'd known, like when you were just starting out? Um, I wish I'd known that I I didn't realise how little confidence I had when I left teaching, and I wish I'd sort of been a bit more aware of that because um, I found it really quite scary set sharing stuff on social media and having an opinion about things and saying things and sort of being worried that I might say the wrong thing or people might comment or I might get trolled, you know, that sort of fear of putting yourself out there. So um, I wish I'd have known that that was because I was lacking a lot of confidence after I'd left teaching and that that would grow and it would be okay because that was quite, um, yeah, it was quite, that was quite difficult at the beginning. I, I used to like write a post and then literally sort of close my eyes and press post and then wait for somebody to comment. And then obviously nobody did because I was brand new and nobody was really seeing what I was putting out there. But I was yeah. just so, <laughs> so worried that somebody would say that I was doing something wrong or, or yeah, yeah. The anxiety was quite high at the beginning on social media. Do you still get anxious about things like that? Um. Yeah, yeah, but not anywhere near as much. Mm. It's more when I'm sharing something that is my opinion and I think, oh, I'm not sure. Should I send this? Is this a bit too personal about me? Or um, is this going to, like, I mean, I'm not a controversial person, so it's not like I'm going to say something that's going to, like, you know, sort of annoy people too much, I don't think. But, yeah, um, yeah, a little bit sometimes. But I think it's, I've learned to push myself out of my comfort zone a lot constantly really and um, and I think that's been good for me actually because I've I've got just more confident as I've just done the next thing and the next thing so, and that's yeah. the best way to do it I think like I still get nervous and yeah. but it's it's just pushing past it a little bit isn't it and still putting yourself out there not being yeah. so nervous that you hold yourself Don't. back yeah yeah and I, I definitely did at the beginning I definitely did hold myself back or I'd post something and I'd delete it straight away or like a a prime example going live so I've got a Facebook group for parents Mm. and I was I really found that hard to go live in the beginning and and I remember the first time that I went live in the group um it took me all day to work up to it and I would go to do it and I thought no I can't and again it was that fear of what will people think will I say something wrong will I lost my lines and a, a lot of it I think came from particularly because I was the deputy head as well I, I've always felt like I had to be really really professional which I did obviously but 
I think it was that sort of what if I'm a little bit too familiar and not as professional and people will think, well, she can't be a great tutor because she's not sort of prim and proper all the time. And I've let I've sort of found that actually I just need to be myself and let my personality come out and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really good that you found that because I'm I was talking to someone about it the other day and it I think it was actually on my podcast a couple of episodes ago and we were talking about how um, that a lot of like business owners now aren't necessarily sort of suited and booted the way you are in the corporate world um and it's great because you know lots of people show their personality and I think that's the most important thing because I think people buy from people and if they can connect with you and relate with you that I, I just think that's the most important thing yeah definitely and and that's I think that was the biggest learning curve as well at the beginning you know I wouldn't put my face on I wouldn't put a photo of me on on social media and things but actually you know thinking about it logically and and as a parent if you are looking for a tutor for your child you want to see what they look like and you want to oh, yeah. hear what they sound like and you want to hear what their values are and what's important to them and what what they are talking about um and that took me a little while to understand that and to just relax and think it's okay but I suppose what what happened was people came to me for tuition and I got good feedback and they were, you know, children were happy and parents were happy and your confidence just builds as you get that positive feedback, don't you? Um, yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's why it's like a, it's a step-by-step thing really. But yeah, I'm much happier just being me and realising that actually, you know, some people will like me, some people won't, but if I am me, then it's, it's, um, they see, you know, what, what, what they see is what they get. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So how has being a business owner impacted your personal life and sort of your outlook on life? Um, I never thought I would be self-employed. I didn't think it really suited my personality because I I like knowing what's coming up and I like having that sort of control and security of um, knowing what my, my day-to-day will look like. But actually... I have been able to get that because I am now in control and I did, I sort of couldn't see that link before. Um, And it's just enabled me to sort of make my life how I want it to look, which is really, really empowering. And um, yeah, it's great to have that choice and to know that if something isn't how I want it to be, it's, I've got no one to blame but me. So I, I just I need to change it. Um, you know, it's had an impact on things like because I um, so I have tutors now that work with me um, and do oh, some yeah. tutoring, but I still do a lot of tuition myself. Um, and so I work in the evening. So family life is impacted a bit because I'm not there sort of until a certain time of night with the children. But because I work online, I'm at home, I'm in the house. Yeah. Um, and my children are getting they're getting a bit older now so you know they can be in the house with me and don't need me to sort of be watching them every second um so it's are they, you know, are they teens now yeah yeah they're 12 yeah so they're getting same age as my eldest yeah don't yeah. really so they, see much of him <laughs> no, no no and and they stay up later so it's okay because when I finished I still get you know a bit of time with them but what I do is I keep Fridays completely free 
Um, I say that I'm doing a SATS booster group at the moment on Fridays, <laughs> <laughs> but that was because I had no other space for it. But that's one hour and I, that's my choice to do it. And I finish at six yeah. and then I'm there when the kids get home from school and I, it's, it's one hour. Um, but I've designed my week to be how I want it to be as much as I can around what my, my business is like, um, and, and that's really great. And I can't now imagine going back and being employed. I don't think I would like it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I know what you mean. control taken over and to be told you have to be here at this time. Maybe it's just because I was in teaching and you don't get that. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't go to, I didn't take my kids to school for the first day of school until I left teaching. I'd never done it in the whole of their their school life because I'd always been in school on the first day of yeah, term. Yeah, of course um so you know that flexibility to take them to school was was lovely so yeah it's good no that's lovely <laughs> so obviously being a tutor and you know ex-teacher I'm I'm sure you like planning <laughs> how do you plan your time are you like a pen and paper person are you do you, you, you know are you tech te- technological I, is that the right word <laughs> I'm not I'm not really a techie person I wouldn't naturally say I am a techie person but I don't like lots of paper so although I have my little diary and I I write my notes as I'm doing my lessons in there I I try and like avoid lots of bits of paper everywhere so I I max out my google calendar (laughs) it's color coded and I put in as much as I can and use it as like a reminder and things that I need to do like that um, because I just find that helps my brain be less cluttered. If I'm surrounded by lots of paper and clutter and things, I just don't I don't function as well. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I use Google Calendar a lot. If it goes, I don't know what I'm doing with my day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips for parents wanting to help their children's learning, but might not necessarily have the budget for tutoring? Yeah, there's loads of things that you can do that um, can help with learning. So, um, I mean, I I have free things. So if it was something that um, a parent wanted and didn't know where to start, because I think um, it's really hard as a parent because the everything to do with curriculum has changed since we were at school. So the mm. vocabulary is different. The strategies are different. What they learn at at different year groups and that's even changed within the time that I was teaching so it's really hard to know what your child should be doing and some schools are are great and some not so great at actually sharing and communicating that so if if it's a case of I don't even know where to start to you know what what should I do with my child who's in year three or you know whatever then um I have resources to help with that so I've got free resources um on my website I've got um guides to help with times tables I've got guides to help with confidence how you can help your child's confidence um because all of my tuition and the whole of my business really is focused on developing mass confidence so a lot of what I do is around that um and then there's activities to print out and play and and ideas and things like that I've got my free Facebook group where I share things in there that that people can do and ideas and activities if parents just want to do something without going and looking for specific areas or specific support um things that you do in everyday life um I don't think we always realize that how maths related they are 
I think parents know about reading and, you know, we know what writing looks like and we know what we're doing with that. But I think with maths, it can, the maths can be hidden a bit and you don't actually realise. So um, cooking is fantastic for maths skills. Um, there's so many. My my daughter loves to cook. I don't. I'm absolutely rubbish. So she, <laughs> she does it. <laughs> and I'm lucky that she's old enough now that she'll do it. But she was making biscuits a little while ago. And I was thinking of all the skills that she was doing just making those biscuits. And there were about six math skills in there. So, you know, uh, things like weighing, measuring things on scales, reading the scale, reading the time on the clock, reading temperature, um ratio if you're changing the the um amounts on the recipe there's lots there's lots of different things that it are sort of what i would say the real life math skills um shopping is great so um it's just thinking about talking about maths i think talking about yeah. maths is really helpful and really important because of the vocabulary and because when children explain things or talk about it it helps them to understand the maths as well so things like um, if they're going shopping and you are popping in somewhere for a few things, if you're if they're a bit older, they could round the amounts of the things that you're buying and, and sort of work out how much estimate, how much it will cost. They could work out the change. You could give them the receipt. You can talk about decimals. You know, there's a lot of maths in everyday things that we're doing, walking down the street and saying the numbers of the houses. You know, it's timesing the two numbers on a number plate as they go past there's lots of things that you can do that are not onerous they don't have to be sitting down with a worksheet they can be short and sharp and fun um board games are really good i love board games there's a lot of maths that you can get out of board games so there's loads of things that you could just do every day that can be fun <laughs> yeah no they sound like brilliant ideas because like you were saying the way that kids are taught has changed so much and I have struggled with the kids maths homework especially from even from primary school not yeah. quite uh, not my youngest yet he's only six um so ha doesn't have like maths homework yet but my eldest even you know yeah from I'm, I can't remember when they start getting proper homework, but maybe year three, year four. Yeah, it's um, different in different schools, but yeah. Yeah, but you look at it and I'm like, I I don't remember how to do this. Or yeah, and it, it isn't this even is that, different. Yeah, it is. It's the difference. And it's not It's not parents that don't understand maths themselves. It's not parents that think, well, I just can't do maths. It, it's that it's so different and the language is so different. I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually, and their child is in reception and the teacher had said something about number bonds on homework. And they were like, I don't have a clue what that means. And then when they broke it down and unpicked it and saw what it was and spoke to the teacher, it was like, oh, that's just adding two numbers that make 10. <laughs> <laughs> if you do explain, you know, if it was in everyday language, but it's not, it's in school language and education language and the, yeah. the language that the children use. So it you know, it's no wonder that parents don't know how to help because what is the question even asking me to do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the really... thing, it's understanding it, isn't it, in the yeah. first place? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. changed a lot, changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what are your future plans for REACH? So I um, so I started um, having tutors to work with me 
which is fantastic because I now can offer tuition um, in secondary age children as well because I, I teach up to year six and I can offer more spaces um, because there's only one of me and I'm full. <laughs> like I'm yeah. in one space. So that's really exciting. And so I, I, I want to um, take on more tutors that, that can work with me. And then I am hoping to franchise. That's my my next biggest step. So Amazing. I want to franchise um, Reach Online Tutoring as a business because there are lots and lots of teachers who unfortunately are leaving teaching. And there are lots of teachers that are really good at teaching and tutoring would be a fantastic business, but they don't necessarily want to do all the steps that I did at the beginning to learn how to set up a business. Um, so, yeah, that's the next plan to, to franchise so that people can come and start their intuition business without having to do all the, um, the other bits, the admin, the websites and social media and all those sorts of things. That's really exciting. Yes, it's exciting. <laughs> I don't know how I it's sort of something that I know that I want to do. I just haven't quite put a time frame on it. This year I'll be starting it, but yeah, how quickly I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. Cause sometimes it's it's working out it's working out how to get there, isn't it? You've got an yeah. idea in mind, but you just need to figure yes. out the steps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and it's like anything, like when I started to take on tutors to work with me, it's it's learning what how to do it because it isn't just as straightforward as saying oh come and do some tuition you know there's there's employment business laws and and contracts and legalities and things that I had to do and and make sure that I'd got everything in place for safeguarding and all those different things so um it you don't know how long things are going to take or what's involved until you start doing it so I haven't really got a time frame for the franchising because I haven't got through the other end of it yet (laughs) No, that's absolutely fine. You know where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's the plan. <laughs> right. Are you ready for the quick fire five? <laughs> I think so. You think so? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> <Hit> me, <go laughs> on. Okay. Who's your biggest inspiration? Uh, this is really hard to choose one person. Um, it's I would say it's Charlie Day. Um, because um, she has working with her and being in her world and learning about how she um, teaches business owners to to make sales has it's just transformed how I run my business um, yeah. because I've learned the way to do it that feels right for me <laughs> and you know as she's got lots of energy she's very positive enthusiastic you can't you can't be miserable around Charlie can you <laughs> that's the I sort don't of think I've ever like seen her. Hearing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her like tired or. <laughs> no, no, she's uh, yeah, she's great, and and that's what you need. You need somebody that's positive and um, you know, going to keep you going in the right direction. And and she does, you know, just being around and being in her groups and um, listening to pod- her podcasts and things. Yeah, it just gives me a little bit of uh, fire to keep going. Good. <laughs> Do you have a favorite business book? Yes, I do. I have. I like the one thing um, by, is it Gary Keller? I looked it up, actually. Yeah, Gary Keller. Um, because, um, have you read it? Have you read the one thing? Not yet. I feel like somebody else has meant, uh, said that book. And I yeah. so I put it on my list. 
Yeah, it's it's great if you are the type of person like I am, where you try to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm the the negative side of running my business is I'm I'm you know when you're saying about how it impacts my life is I'm not great at switching off. Mm-hmm. I was like that in teaching. It's not changed since I started my business, but um, you know that that's what I need to. I'm trying to do more so that I don't get into that burnout situation again. Um, but the one thing is really good for. Um, I read it when I feel like I'm. I need some inspiration to focus on on the important thing, um, yeah. rather than trying to do all the things. And it just gives me a bit of clarity. And also, um, you know, it talks about it makes it okay to know that if you're focusing on one really important thing, not everything around you will get done. And I've always found that really hard to not tick everything off my to-do list. Um, and you can't do that in teaching and you can't do that when you're a business owner. So it's it's not no. ever going to happen. Um, but it makes me feel better about it and it gives me that sort of focus again. And, and yeah, it's good. It's It's good for that. Amazing. I definitely, I need to think, I think I need to move it up my to be read yeah. list. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not too long either. So you can, it's not like a big, <laughs> that's always handy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite business podcast? Um, yeah, well, the, I, I listen to a f- quite a few different ones. I go through phases. I listen to one, I listen to them in the car because mm. that's the only time that I can, um, concentrate on them I think while I'm I'm not sort of working I can't work and and listen to podcasts I can't okay. do that I can't concentrate I either I'm I'm either I either zone out of the podcast or I zone out of what I'm doing and neither yeah. so I listen probably the not the best so. thing when you're <laughs> teaching children <laughs> oh no no I definitely <laughs> couldn't do that but even like just doing planning for lessons and things I I just can't focus on two separate things <laughs> I'm not a very auditory learner so I find it hard to I don't learn best by listening but so it's more for like the entertainment and the inspiration and the motivation that I listen to them um, yeah so I I like Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO yeah um I like Charlie's sales podcast um I like Lisa's so yeah I mean I think I probably listen to Stephen the the Diary of a CEO most I would say um these aren't really short answers, are they? Sorry, were you hoping for like one word? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> when you say quick fire, they're not. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I mean, I mean well, they, they I should, should probably be, change that title. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want one word answers from now on? <laughs> no, you're all good. Although, wow, we'll see what comes up. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Um, I uh watching things reruns on netflix is what i do when i want to switch off and just zone out um things and i can i don't get bored with things that i like so i can just go back and re-watch yeah. like the whole season and the whole thing like from the beginning and uh my husband will say haven't you seen this one yeah this is probably about the fourth time i've seen it but i like that repetition and easy watching because i don't have to think too much i'm the um, same certain things that I would just go back and watch from the start over and over again. <laughs> yeah especially when I'm tired because if yeah. I'm tired I just yeah. want something easy to watch and I don't have to think about it too much or yeah if yeah. I've seen it before and I kind of know it yeah. I don't have to concentrate too hard 
it has to be lighthearted. It can't be like something terrifying or dramatic. It has to be something like what you would probably class as daytime TV, you know, like um, yeah. the hotel inspector or <laughs> I love like the that. hotel inspector. Although I, I am just re-watching Working Mums. That's not really daytime TV. Have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's that's definitely adults only. <laughs> Is it? I'll have to have a look. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Working mums, it's uh yeah, good. About female um business owners or uh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go and search <laughs> for it after this. <laughs> Do you have a favorite biscuit? No, because I don't really like biscuits. What <laughs> your face? What? <laughs> I don't I'm I'm much more savory um okay if, if you gave me a choice I would have crisps before I would have anything sweet so no I don't I'll let you off really um yeah I could take oh. I, it's probably one of the few foods I can have in the house that I'm not bothered about and I won't eat are you a biscuit fan <laughs> I love a biscuit <laughs> I do a cup of tea and a biscuit your favorite. yeah well I don't know. I can't remember what I said before when I was asked. I do quite like something chocolatey and I, I, it's not really a biscuit. Mm. I love like a, a chocolate hobnob or something like a Kit Kat that's wafery. I know okay. it's not technically a biscuit, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so I, I wouldn't go for biscuits. No, I'd go for the crisps. Sorry. I love a crisp too. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love a snack. Can't go wrong with any snacks, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem from work about working from home. Yeah, easy access to the snacks. I've had to try yeah. and limit that a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody just starting out in business? I think um, I was going to say be consistent, which I do think is really important. Um, but I think with that is a little caveat as that if you are not feeling it and you need a bit of a break or you need a bit of a rest, take it. Because if you keep just trying to plow through things, you, you, you're you not as productive and, you know, it, it's much better to stop and rest. Um, but but consistency as in don't do something for three weeks and then stop and expect it to um, change your business. You know, it's got to be small steps. I suppose that's the that's the key. Small steps regularly and just keep going and keep going and it it builds and you get that momentum um yeah so yeah just try to keep the um whatever you're doing going (laughs) (laughs) all right let us know where we can find you uh okay so you can find me um on facebook at uh reach online tutoring I'm in my Facebook group quite a lot. So my Facebook group is Building Maths Confidence in uh, 5 to 11-year-olds. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Instagram at Reach Online Tutoring. Um, and then if anybody wants any of my freebies and free resources and activities and guides and things, um, then my website, Reach Online Tutoring. <laughs> Amazing. So all, I love that. Nice and simple. Tutoring. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. I've loved chatting to you. It's been great. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening today. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you again so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider leaving a review 
and make sure you're following me so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're interested in being a guest yourself, just reach out and we can have a chat. All the details of where you can find me are in the show notes of each episode. So let's connect and I can't wait to see you next time.